What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the All American Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carr, here bringing you guys a preview of the upcoming NBA draft, the top prospects in our mock draft coming up next. So, as I mentioned, getting into the NBA draft preview, it's just a few weeks away. Uh, hard to believe, but this is my favorite time of the year as a sports fan. I, you know, I love all the sports, all the major sports. You guys know I love the drafts. I think the NBA draft, to me, is the most exciting. Might be a little bit of a hot take, but yes, I would take it over the NFL draft. Um, I, it's so exciting to me, you know, because you watch March Madness a few months later, you get this. You know, we just saw the combine lottery a few weeks ago. Very, very exciting. This year's class, very, very exciting. I think, you know, a lot of fight for the, you know, the top picks. Still some uncertainty at the top, but you got a lot of great college prospects. And I don't know why. I've just always had this feeling, you know, the NBA draft is at a great time. It's when school's getting out for me as a teenager. Um, and, you know, and this year, uh, right on Thursday, June 23rd, I believe is the date. So it's, you know, one of my last days of school. Obviously, that's exciting, but... You know, it's just all at a great time. It kicks off the off season, you know, because I love the NBA off season. It's crazy, big money flying around. Guys are not afraid to leave their teams. You know, you're going to see draft day trades too. Just everything about the NBA draft is so exciting. I think the NFL draft is good. It's a little longer though. You know, kind of drawed out. Uh, you know, there's a lot of hype. The NBA draft, I feel like, always is a little underhyped. Uh, but this year. I'm giving you guys, and I will expand this list as time goes on We get closer to the draft. But for now, I just have the top five picks. I'm going to do my NBA mock draft. Um, but also, you know, more focusing on, the, you know, the kind of the top prospects. Because as I mentioned, not a huge skill gap. You have a lot of, you know, close-knit guys um, in terms of, you know, who, you know, how the top picks will shake out. Um, you know, I'm going to be doing that, recapping how they'll fit in with the teams, what they need, you know, what each guy is about. And their NBA comparisons. That's something I don't do a lot, but NBA comparisons um, coming up next. And I will know for the NBA comparisons. And, you know, every scout and writer says this all the time, and fans still don't understand. This is not who the guy is, you know, definitely going to be at the next level. It's more who they kind of play like, who they resemble, and how they'll fit in, you know, to a team at the next level. It's the closest thing to them to, you know, engage the audience, you know, get them a better feel. Um, you know, kind of showing rather than telling uh, for these prospects. So I will note that. But yeah, I have five picks today. Um, the Orlando Magic, as we know from the lottery, uh, they were gifted with the number one pick. And, you know, this team, they've had a lot of talent, a lot of opportunities in past years. Just about every guy on the roster was a highly regarded prospect, highly drafted prospect. And this team still one of the bottom dwellers in the East. They are, uh, they're falling behind. They haven't made the most who knows, you know, maybe they haven't drafted well, injuries, you know, uh, just player development in general has not been great well. There will be no excuses next to this man's name. It is Jabari Smith Jr. I have the magic taking him, number one overall, forward out of Auburn. Uh, safe pick, I think, you know, and it makes sense. I, I think he is the most kind of star upside, most NBA ready out of him, Holmgren, Bancaro, and it seems like those three are in the race for the top picks. Um but it makes sense to me because, you know, at the very low, I think you're, you're at the very floor. You're getting a solid and versatile 3 and D player. You know, he's the ceiling of a true two-way superstar at the next level. I think his prototypical NBA size, high motor, especially on defense, which is big. Um, you know, he has the potential to blossom into an all-around star at the next level. 
Um, you know, he just, you know, is a solid guy. And I, I will say, this wasn't my NBA comparison, um, but I, he kind of reminded me in college, you know, a two-way Kevin Durant type of guy. Um, without, you know, I would say the ball handling and driving ability, which is where he needs to improve along with his passing. But there's so many positives on this guy. It's, it's crazy because he's got a smooth, you know, pure jump shot. Uh, mainly a spot-up guy, but, you know, he has the ability to create his own shot at times. He doesn't use a lot of dribbles, though. Just a solid shooter and can, you know, spot up from almost anywhere. Um, extremely skilled and athletic for his size. And I think he works well, you know, moving with and without the ball. Extremely fluid, good athlete on the court. And he'd fit right into an NBA offense. You know, I think the Magic is perfect because he can be their primary scorer, primary focus. He's going to be a guy that they'll have to build around for the future. Not only because on the court he's terrific both sides of the ball i think his length and versatility awesome when will help him on defense you know with his intensity and feel for the game but not that i can go on and on all day about his on the court performance his off the court reportedly i mean i don't know him personally but from what i've heard is awesome you know and i love to see that because you know they they said he's very mature hardworking, and obviously comes from a family of you know former professional athletes uh, which is just what the Magic need because, you know, that's a guy you can build around. He's a character guy. going to be a locker room guy, leader right away. That's what the Magic need. They need someone to, you know, fuel their fire, get those guys going. They have had a lot of opportunities, as I mentioned, haven't taken advantage, advantage of them. They need a leader. He can be that guy. Um, he's hardworking, and, you know, nothing's going to scare this guy. Nothing's going to back him down. Um, I, I will say, yeah, as I mentioned, obviously there is some improvement areas, you know, his shot creation, um, I think, you know, driving and diversifying his moves a little bit and then passing occasionally he can miss the open man. He needs to set up teammates better in my opinion, but great both sides of the ball, high motor player and just so many positives. He just, he just seems and screams NBA ready, um, to me. So I think Jabari Smith, number one in the magic, another guy who screams, um, I think his team, I think he'd fit right in with his team. The Oklahoma City Thunder in the number two pick. And I have them taking Chet Holmgren forward out of Gonzaga. Obviously a highly highly regarded prospect for a while now, but he screams Thunder to me. This is such a Sam Presti pick in my opinion. I, You know, he loves to take these big swings in the draft. And Holm, Holmgren, of course, is a highly regarded prospect. Don't get me wrong. I, I think he's up there. I think Smith is probably the best prospect. And I'll get into my rankings down below, but he's up there, of course. Um, but, you know, this is such a pressy pick because I think we saw last year, you know, Josh Giddy, a little bit of a surprise, you know, long, lanky guy, but, you know, very just team oriented, can do it all, um, you know, but young, thin and raw. And that's exactly what Chet Holmgren is, young, thin and raw. I think he's a lot more raw than people think, um, which makes him, you know, a little bit of a risky pick because obviously he's known for his, you know, thin kind of wiry frame, but extremely high upside with this guy. You know, he has elite uh, rim protecting levels, um, but you know he needs to bulk up and fill out his frame if he wants to defend fives in the next level. Um, and oh, that reminds me really quick. Uh, I we'll go back to Jabari, Jabari Smith. I think he's similar to a Jeremy Grant um, in the NBA. Just quickly, I you know I explain it, but basically you're getting you know a guy who can just spot up, but athletic can go to the rim. Um, plays well, high motor, defense, and he's got, you know, similar kind of size and positioning to Jeremy Grant, you know, one of the primary scorers on his team, fluid, moves without the ball. All the stuff I said about Jerry Smith, basically translated into Jeremy Grant. Um, but back to Holmgren really quick. 
and I'll try to do those in order. I forgot about that. Sorry. But, um, you know, Holmgren's got a smooth shooting stroke, can spot up from almost anywhere. You know, he's still raw with a solid build. just needs time to develop. And But, you know, the sky's the limit for him. He's got good shot blocking, rim protecting ability, helps to space the floor because, you know, he can handle the ball extremely well for his size, you know, playmaker for his teammates. Um, smooth in transition, getting the rim. He can draw fouls too, which is big because he's got a slight frame down low. Um, but, you know, I think he's a prototypical lanky Thunder player who will be part of their long-term rebuild. And, you know, with that, you know, you pair him with a lot of guards like Giddy and, you know, Shea Gildas Alexander. He can be scary in the pick and roll because there's so many ways he can attack you. Um, but I, I think the NBA comp for a guy like Holmgren is, is Chris Depp's Porzingis. I'd say a little bit of smaller Chris Depp's Porzingis with the playmaking ability. Um, but reminds me of Porzingis mainly, well, offensively, very similar player. You know, can score down low, not, you know, too bulky and big. He's not going to post a lot of guys down, but he'll fade away and he can hit the three from everywhere. Um, but defensively, especially because I think he's going to probably match up with fours on defense, um, which, you know, kind of creates mismatches, but he can't defend the five too well because of his size. Um, but, he, you know, he can create mismatches with fours, you know, rebound a little bit. He just reminds me of Chris Stapps Porzingis. And it's hard to compare a guy like this because we haven't seen a guy like Holmgren, um, you know, in the NBA for a while. But it reminds me of Chris Stapps Porzingis, and I'm going to there. Pick number three, we got the Houston Rockets. I've been taking Paolo Bancaro. And the Rockets and Thunder are in, you know, extremely good positions here because they're going to get whoever falls out of this race. You can't really go wrong with any three of these guys, in my opinion. Uh, but Bancaro, obviously, you know, a solid player out of Duke, you know, seasoned prospect, highly regarded, uh, but he's versatile. And he's got a great touch and feel for the game, can score from, you know, everywhere on the floor, basically. I think he's one of the best pure scorers, if not the best, excuse me, um, in this draft. And, you know, just a good, solid, all-around player. He led a winning program at Duke. Um, he's physical, aggressive, you know, can hang around the big boys down low, but also, you know, attack from the perimeter. You know, he's not a great jump shooter, but it's inconsistent at times, but he can make him once in a while. And I think he's got to, re- you know, improve that at the next level if he wants to really be a perimeter threat, but he can, you know, space the floor as of now. Um, you know, and as I mentioned, he's scrappy, fights for rebounds, second chance buckets, saw it against the UNC Tar Heels. I love that game, love seeing him, even though he didn't have the best shooting night. But, you know, it will fit nicely with, with you know, Houston's guards and the pick and roll. they got a guard-heavy roster, um, you know, but he's great at getting the rim, versatile defensively. I think he, defensively he does need to improve, but, you know, you play him on a team like Houston, he'll probably start at the four, which I think is where he belongs right now on defense. Um, I think that's solid. You know, you pair him with a guy like Sengun or Christian Wood down low, you get a really solid front court duo. Um, but he's shown the ability to win. He's got you know all the tools to become a great defensive player. Just needs to improve on that. But right now, his offense is NBA ready. Um, you know, just a, a smooth game. As I mentioned, good touch and feel for the for the basket. You know, um, around the rim. But it seems like he's been around for a while. He kind of plays like a veteran. Um, but I, I think this guy should slide in nicely with the Rockets or really any team that gets them. Um, just all, overall a solid prospect. And if I had to compare him to anybody, I said Julius Randle. I'd maybe say a little bit of a less physical and aggressive Julius Randle, but similar to him because he doesn't have the great shooting ability, but great touch and feel down low. Um, not a 
great defensive player, but obviously puts in the effort, um, you know, most of the time. Um, and, you know, it's just similar to play, similar play style, loves to, you know, fade away. Also, you know, crafty down low, just finding a way to score, muscling it out, heading to the free throw line. Um, and, he, you know, it just moves around similar to Julius Randle. Reminds me a lot of him. So uh, I have Paolo Bancaro going third to the Houston Rockets. And then next at number four, Sacramento Kings. I have them taking Keegan Murray forward out of uh, Iowa. Um, and Iowa, of course, Big Ten champions. I loved how Keegan Murray played in that game. I think Keegan Murray might be the most underrated prospect in this draft. Um, I think he would fit in very nicely with the Sacramento Kings, who, you know, I don't really agree with it, but they're trying to, you know, become a playoff team right now. And Murray is only knock on him, really. You know, he's got nitpicky flaws, but the really, the big knock on him is he's 22. He's old. Well, I think that helps the Kings case because if they want to build a playoff team, you know, right now, next year, which it seems like it is a mandate, um, you know, for everyone to keep their jobs, Keegan Murray would fit right in. Uh, 22 years old, he's got a high motor, high energy player, finds a variety of ways to score, um, and, you know, play with his brother at Iowa, played extremely smooth and fluid, um, you know, just a good cutter, does everything really right, you know, I'll break it down, because I think he's a menace in transition, you know, super high energy, high motor guy, as I mentioned, um, but he's a smooth athlete, reliable jump shot, great driving ability, he's got a nose from the rim at all times, and just very aware on the court. And I, I noticed that in watching him film a lot. And some scouts noticed it. Well, I think he slides in nicely, you know, to any NBA offense. Because he can space it. You know, he can find the open teammate. Uh, but also, his primary role at Iowa was to just simply score the basketball. And he does that. Pure score. Size allows him to operate well. The NBA kind of transitions to more of a positionless league. I don't know exactly where he'll fit in. But probably somewhere at the 3-4. Maybe even a small ball 5. But... You know, just freaky athletic, good touch around the rim. Can't stress enough, but he's got a very, very underrated jump shot. Um, but, you know, just good motor, court awareness, you know, paired with his experience, high basketball IQ. That'll help him take the next step offensively and defensively, too, because he's already a solid defensive player, you know, with his size and his intensity. Uh, but offensively, too, because I think, you know, we saw him cut a uh, very good finisher around the rim, loves to dunk it down. But Keegan Murray, I think he's a lot closer to the top three forwards than a lot of people think. He'd fit in nicely in Sacramento. A little bit of an awkward fit with uh, DeMontis Simonis, but, you know, you can switch those guys off. And I think he's a guy really, really just solid, you know, one of, one of your scoring, your top scoring options on, on an t- NBA team. If I had to find a comparison for him, I said Aaron Gordon. And honestly, I'd say Aaron Gordon with a little bit more of a reliable jump shot and, you know, less dunking ability. Um, but, you know, just an athletic freak and a uh, guy who can shoot it, you know, posts up a lot, um, you know, for a forward. But also just great touch around the rim and moves well on the court and not a bad defensive player either. So I think he'd fit in nicely uh, with Sacramento at number four. I think they'd be getting a really solid prospect. And Keegan Murray, keep an eye out for him. I really like him out of Iowa. You know, I think a lot of people knock him because, you know, in the college success, you know, might not translate, seems like one of those guys, but I I don't see why not. I really, I don't see a lot of flaws with him, just all around solid player. And then last pick here, number five, the Detroit Pistons. I have them getting an absolute steal. I have Jaden Ivey falling down to the number five spot guard out of Purdue. 
I really like Jaden Ivey. I think he is another very tip-top guy. I'd probably have him at number two in my big board, um, followed by probably Bancaro at three, Holmgren at four, and Keegan Murray at five. We'd probably be how I'd rank them. Um, but Ivy, I think, very overlooked guy, similar with Murray. Very overlooked. I think just flat out he can play. Um, I, I think the one thing, if I if I may, it would he would improve on um, is his jump shot. But it's solid. Uh, we you know it's a little bit inconsistent. We we saw it though in the March Madness tournament. I thought he was terrific in that. Really proved to be just a guy who can get buckets simply when it matters most. Um, he's a powerful, ball-dominant guard, dynamic offensive ability, and shows flashes of really running and leading a successful offense at the next level. Um, you know, He has the capability and showed his ability in college to lead a team offensively, make the difficult shots, as I mentioned, you know, down, the, down late in games. Um, he has a knack for the basket, open teammates at all times, just what you want out of you know, a lead guard. And you know, just a flat-out scorer. He works hard to get to the rim. Uh, but also can beat, you know, really almost anyone at the college level one-on-one. We'll see if that translates, um, you know, in the NBA. But smooth offensive operator, nice size, ability to fit into a lot of teams' offenses as, you know, a top-scoring option and a ball handler. Um, I think the defensive ability for him is there, but he lacks consistent effort, um, which is a little bit of a problem with him. Um, but you know, at the next level, I, I really think, you know, a team, a young team is going to work on him will instill that fire in him. <coughs> um, excuse me. So I, I really like Jay Navi. I think, you know, it makes sense, uh, with Detroit They kind of really need a point guard or, you know, I, maybe they'll slide Caden in the one, have him at the two. I, I don't really know. I, I think I, Ivy is more of a point guard with some good size on him. Um, and then have Cade at the two. You know, that's a really dynamic, great backcourt, especially offensively. Um, I think his size and, you know, just intensity overall will lead him to become more of a two-way player as he translates uh, to the next level. But I think he fits in nicely with the Pistons, fits in nicely with any team. I don't know what team would not want him. Um, just a talented guy. It's just a shame there's a lot of really talented guys above him. But Jane Nivey. Good pick here by the Pistons. If I had to compare him to anyone, I would say Donovan Mitchell. Reminds me a lot of Donovan Mitchell. Just the way he creates for himself, works hard to get to the rim. You'll see this guy fighting, finding multiple ways to get down low, draw a foul. Um, And just the way he shoots, plays one-on-one, reminds me just very much of Donovan Mitchell. I think all the NBA comparisons are very, very accurate on my point. Um, We'll see, you know, we'll look back at this down the line, you know, five years from now, see if it really was accurate. Um, but those were my picks in the NBA mock draft. Those prospects, we'll see how they fit in with other teams as I'll probably change this mock draft up in the future, add more picks to everything. But for now, that was just my top five. Um, hope you guys enjoyed. I love recapping those. And um, obviously hit me up with any questions, any collabs for mocks um, or any you know invitations to the podcast. I'm looking to get some more NBA draft guys on here. Uh, but really any sport. Um, but once again... Hope you guys enjoyed and I will see you next time. Peace.